Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Hologram, because both it and the comic are truly outrageous. But more importantly, they are truly dark. Dark Gem. Dark Gem. Dark Gem. Dark Gem. Dark Gem. It's here. Dark Gem. It's here. Dark Gem is here, you guys. <laughs> and this is our second attempt recording it because Dark Gem is also cursed. Yeah, I, it didn't record my audio last time, so it was basically just like 19 minutes of Kid and Mac talking to no one. Which could have been cool, but no. We decided to re-record. Dark Gem's so dark that one of our hosts dies. You should have just given me the recording and had me try to remember what I talked about at that point and just ad-libbed it. That would have been pretty great. Anyway, it's time for Dark Gem. This is also the glorious return of Sophie Campbell to art. There have been some great people that have been filling in for her in the meantime, but it is pretty great to see her back. We've got the regular team here. We also have, interesting enough, the story credit for Dark Gem is by both Thompson and Campbell because, as we know from interviews, this is actually, like, the first thing that they wanted to do when they started spitballing the idea of what if we made a gem comic. But you can't have this as your first arc, so they had to save it for later. It'd be like starting that story arc of Calvin and Hobbes where he makes a good twin like doing that really early before the character's been developed. That would be like introducing Matrix in season one of Reboot and not season three. Woof. I can't imagine doing my two bobs in season one. Anyway, crap's gotten dark and dark dim. Let's talk about the previously page here. Uh, the previously page starts with Rio Boy Reporter uh, talking to his uh, boss Rob about how he doesn't want to do a big piece about the misfits and Pizzazz having a wreck and maybe not being able to sing again or whatever. Yeah, this is our reminder that Pizzazz has a, uh, what is it, a fractured larynx? Yeah, fractured larynx. And then we go to uh, Shayna, who just got done with a terrible date, and she's at a bar meeting Tony, who is adorable, and Aja escorting her home. And then we flash to our other special. This is where Synergy has the incredibly ominous monologue after coughing in everyone's dreams in the annual. The fact that you said coughing in everyone's dreams, just, I'm picturing Synergy leaning really close to someone as they're sleeping and just going, <coughs> <laughs> Do we know that that's not what happened? We don't. So our guest list, by the way, is all of our usual cast, except Clash and Blaze are both here on the guest list, because guess who's going to be showing up? We open in the Starlight Community Center, where Ashley and the Starlights are playing for the holograms. And they kind of suck. They get off to a good start, and then it just kind of falls apart. And so they start yelling at each other. Uh, we've got Chrissy blaming Ashley. We've got Deirdre blaming Becky. Let's talk about the Starlight Girls all together here for a sec. They're super cute. I do like that they've carried over the whole different body types thing to the Starlight Girls, as opposed to having them be, like, identical Moppet children. I think Becky in particular is, like, the cutest here. It might just be because she is also on Kitar. I love Ashley's gigantic, oversized, hand-me-down, clompy converse. Oh my god. God, and I love that her outfit is like just totally a remix of her nacho cheese two-piece suit outfit that she always wears in the cartoon, including like these chunky converse, which are totally like a revamp of those like weird ballet flats with the laces that she always wore. I also like Leela just face palming in the background there. I don't think she even has any lines in this issue. She's just too like fed up with everything. Anyway, the holograms come in and stop them bickering about who screwed up the song and how kicking somebody out of the band because they suck is not actually going to help anything. Soar together and fall together, guys. Kimber has an amazingly helpful input. Besides, you sounded great until 
You didn't. Yeah, you guys were awesome until you started to suck. We also have this great single panel that's all five of the Starlight girls kind of glaring at each other that really highlights their different body types and facial structures. And also Leela in the middle who just does not want to be here. <laughs> at all. And then Jerrica pops in, which, by the way, Jerrica has a pixie cut now that looks so nice on her. Ah! And glasses. She looks so good in glasses. I want her to wear glasses as Jerrica like forever now. It also like makes it a bit more of a Clark Kent thing. But Jerrica pops in with what is sort of our, our normal for this issue, our sort of moral that we are going to get away from as everything gets so much darker, uh, which is take her from us. We played for years and we had many, many fights, but turning on one another will get you nowhere. You're in this together and all you have are each other. And we flash to the misfits who are uh, presently at Pizzazz's house with Jetta with adorable hair playing with the cat. And meanwhile, Stormer is preparing a drink in a delightful cup for Pizzazz. Pizzazz has a male tears mug. <laughs> Also, I really, 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 really love Stormer's hair in this issue. It is like 50s pinup hair. Oh my god, it's like Amy Meberson's hair for Stormer, like, to the nth. It's so cute and glossy. Also, as usual, I love Pizzazz's pajamas. I would wear all of Pizzazz's pajamas. Oh my god, she's in this, like, Kigurumi onesie with, like, a hoodie with cat ears and a little cat tail, and it's just got cats all over it. Do you think Pizzazz likes cats? I don't know. I'm not sure it comes across very well. Pizzazz is very subdued, not just in the fact that she can only sort of whisper when she talks, but just her entire behavior. And it's kind of disheartening to see her like this. She also tells Jetta not to play with her cat like that because she doesn't like it. Meanwhile, the cat is making the awesome emoticon face. Shut off. She loves it. And who names their cat Mad Mardigan anyway? Dumb cat name, you ask me. Watch some classic films already, you savages. The fact that Pizzazz considers Willow to be a classic film. She's a huge freaking nerd. Oh my god. Pizzazz is such a huge freaking movie nerd. I love this. She makes fun of Tech Rat for only having seen the remake of The Karate Kid, calls the original Karate Kid a classic, and also considers Willow a classic. She's like, how old is she? She is so young. Movies from the early to mid 80s are like classics for her. This is Oh, honey, you baby. Stormer points out that they actually have to go, and then they all the misfits are in a real hurry to say that they're not all going to the same place at all. Doctor's appointment. Hair salon. Bagels. What's really great about this panel is that Stormer and uh, Jetta are both looking off to the side, clearly lying, and then Roxy's gazing into the abyss, thinking about bagels. It's the first thing that came to her mind. She completely blanked on anything and just bagels. Oh, so we get Pizzazz in this tiny, this tiny little panel just sitting alone on the couch with her cat nuzzling up to her. Oh, he's so cute and sad. With the hoodie pulled up and he's got the little kitty ears. Oh my goodness, I love Pizzazz and I want this pajamas and I want that cat. Anyway, they're all rushing off together in Roxy's car, lamenting the fact that they are terrible liars. So they're all driving together because it turns out that the bagel appointment that they have is not a bagel appointment. It is a meeting with Harcourt and 5x5 Records. And Pizzazz was distinctly not invited. And Stormer's like, we stand united. We are a team. We are the four of us a team, right? And then everybody not entirely confidently says right. Also, Roxy is wearing shark earrings that look incredibly heavy. Yeah, she's got like this cool shark bracelet that goes with it. Uh, we scene change to the holograms coming back to the house uh, with a nice sort of callback to the four of us are a team, right? To Jerga saying, this sounded great today though, right? There are some really good scene transition lines 
in in this issue. Also, let's point out the fact that like Shayna looks so cute. <laughs> she really does. Her outfit is so good. Also, her hair is like this like punk 50s housewife thing. It's amazing. Aja, Kimber, and Shayna head to the fridge complaining about the heat because it's January. How is it this hot? Uh, answer, you live in LA. You don't have weather there. We get a view from the inside of their fridge. It's a nice shot. It's kind of like a Good Eats thing, that Alton Brown show. Yeah, I love how the top shelf is like necessities. Middle shelf is like beer and it's leftovers. And then the bottom shelf is entirely takeout containers. And let's point out that this is just one door of this giant fridge. Yeah, the other half of the fridge is, again, all takeout from top to bottom. Like you open it and an avalanche comes out. But it's really hot. So they're thinking... They should have a pool party. And Jerrica's like, no, no, I just got done planning a party. We just got done throwing one. I refuse. Two parties. Halloween and Christmas. They just had two parties. All through the holograms. Please, Jerrica. And I just actually just noticed Aja's face and I love it. And so Jerrica agrees if and only if... She has to do nothing. I love Kimber's face in this next panel. She's just like completely like bowled over by the excitement of a pool party. She's like, yes. Her pupils are tiny dots. She's just barely smushed into the frame. Oh, and a quick aside here. Sharper eyes than ours have pointed this out. There's a box of healthy cereal in the background here. This is actually from the cartoon. I think it's from uh, one of the superstar segments healthy cereal. And then Kimber's like, can Stormer come to the party? And everyone is like, uh... And then we cut to Stormer going, no, 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 absolutely not, no. I love the scene transitions in this issue. They're really tight. And it turns out she's saying no to Harcourt. And what they're saying no to is Harcourt saying that they have to have another singer. They have to get a new misfit if they are going to go on this tour because their contract that they signed was terrible. <laughs> got a really draconian contract. Which Eric points out and notes that they should have gotten him sooner. Everyone is replaceable and Pizzazz learning that fact might not be the worst thing for all of you or for the future of your band, says Harcourt. Also, this is our first appearance of Eric in Sophie Campbell style. He's got the little devil horns. And he's drinking a Starbucks and he does not give a crap. Yeah, he arrived 15 minutes later with Starbucks just for him. So what we're about to see is we're about to see a bunch of people trying out for Pizzazz's role. We have a lot of singers. Including one that I'm pretty sure is from the Limp Lizards. And one who is probably Fluttershy. Yeah, that's definitely Fluttershy down there who's singing Attack of the Night with all these little curly cues. Yeah, so they do some really cool stuff with the lettering here for the singing. Everybody sings it a little differently. There's different colors, there's different sort of fonts, and it's a really good way to indicate how different everybody is and how not the misfits they are. Including one that's just a close-up of somebody's eye as they're screaming, which they've got part of the act down. I really like the totally, like, late 80s punk rock attack of the night person in the last panel. Meanwhile, back at the Holograms mansion, Kimber and Aja are hitting each other with pool skimmers. And definitely not planning a pool party. Shayna's doing it. And of course, predictably, Kimber gets interrupted because her phone makes a ping ping. So she checks her phone and Aja whacks her right over the head with the pool skimmer. With the spinning pool skimmer of death move. Uh, and then in the bottom panel, we have Synergy show up and say, Jerrica, may I ask you a favor? Will you listen to something for me? And Jerrica, of course, agrees because why wouldn't she agree? Because it's Synergy. We can all trust Synergy, right? Synergy would never do anything bad. Oh, dear. 
And then you flip to the next page and oh no. Yeah, so there's this really interesting visual going on here. They chose these really cool looking effects for the music being played here. It's all black with orange and yellow edges and it's jagged and disconcerting and it's awful. I hear it as the Reaper noise from Mass Effect. That, that's absolutely what I'm hearing here. It's just this this horrible feedback staticky noise that seems disconcordant, like there's no melody here. Jerrica can't believe it. She's like, what is that? Sydney goes, oh, you do not like it. And then there's this moment where Jerrica, you see these these sounds going into her ears as there's this blank text bubble. Jerrica? No, no. I do like it. And the Gemstar earrings and her eyes have both turned black and it's really creepy and terrifying. Oh my god, this page is so freaking creepy. Uh, let's also mention that Synergy is now in this like purple and orange and yellow color scheme and her eyes are completely black. Her hair, which is normally so smooth, has become like jagged and it's, it's, it's like looking at a really old JPEG or GIF. Oh god, and I just noticed that like as Jerrica has been like taken over by whatever this music is, one of her little sort of hair ribbons is like curling around Jerrica's head. Oh, play me some more. Of course, Jerrica. It's so creepy. Oh my god. And then we cut to Roxy screaming, this is agony. And Eric is just zoning out, staring into space. These people suck, Eric. They're not great, says Eric. Eric, bring us someone who doesn't suck. And in comes Clash with coffee. Oh, thank God, I was dying. And a box of candy-coated zips, which is also from the cartoon, which stands in direct opposition to healthy cereal. Roxy, you texted Clash? We always text Clash when we need coffee. And then Stormer points out, that means Clash is going to tell Pizzazz about the auditions. I'll keep your secret on one condition. I get to audition. Clash has a plan. Meanwhile, Eric has completely passed out on the soundboard. He is so done. <laughs> he is so done with everything. On top of all of this crap, here comes Clash. Eric needs a lie down. Speaking of lie downs, the pool party is ready and the doorbell is ringing. And the doorbell rings and Aja says, that's you legs. And Kimber's like, why do I have to get the door? And Aja points out, Shayna did the food and drinks and skimmed the pool. I rigged up the music, got out the towels, pool toys, and shuffled all the patio furniture. You texted. So you're on doorbell duty. Aja also made the point of inviting someone for Shayna. And Shayna's not happy about this. She's like, no, 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 please no, please no. Listen, I know for a fact that you like this one. She invited someone that Shayna will like. And by the way, they're all in really cute swimsuits. Cute bartender Tony person. <gasps> Tony's here. Tony has gotten a bit of a redesign since we saw him. Yeah, we only saw him from the waist up last time, but Tony's sort of a, he's not generic comic book muscle guy. Kind of a Michael Orr look. He's tall. He looks like a linebacker. He's adorable. <laughs> he is a giant person and Shayna is tiny and it is so cute. Shayna could fit in his pocket. Oh my gosh. We also find out that uh, Tony is actually paying his way through film school by working at the bar. Uh, Shane also mentions that she is actually currently going to the Fashion Institute. Everyone's cute. Speaking of cute. Speaking of cute, Craig shows up. He, he shows up and he's adorable. And Aja's adorable with him. And Aja's like, look what I have made. And Craig's like, 
You are a powerful but benevolent god. And then Crank throws her into the pool. Oh, it's just, it's so cute. And Miss Thompson, how dare you make me root for the heterosexuals like this? This must be really hard for you, Kit. It's, this goes against everything I believe in. At least Dodge is a confirmed bisexual in this, so. Th- does that make you feel a little better? It does. It helps a bit. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's schmooples for everybody in Gem the Comic. And then we get uh, Kimber and Rio interacting. And he calls her kiddo. This is something that I don't think we ever really got in the cartoon. Uh, We got maybe once or twice. I think the Kimber's Rebellion episode when he was like, what's the matter? And she's like, hey, did you know that Jerrica is really, whoops. Yeah, no, he's actually like interacting with her and it's cute because he's like definitely going for like a little sister vibe. Because at this point, he's been over at their house like a ton. Kimber is sad that the Stormer couldn't come and Craig makes a connection. Oh my god, you're the musician she's dating. Huh? You're dating Stormer. Uh, well, that's kind of secrety. Holy crap, you're Stormer's brother. We finally get the reveal. And Kimber's like, Aja, we're dating siblings. This is the best. And Aja's like, we have to break up immediately. I gotta admit, this is a little less dramatic than it is in the cartoon. But I'm actually kind of delighted by how sort of low-key it is. Because this is actually how low-key it would probably be. Let's be honest. I do like Craig sort of hiding in the water there. Oh, babies. And then we flash back to the audition. Oh, honey. So it turns out Clash sucks. Clash really sucks. I was wrong. This is agony, says Roxy. We were talking about the uh, the visual effects of everyone singing when they were auditioning for Attack of the Night. And Clash is, is maybe the worst yet. It looks like a child drew it. Yeah, it looks like a child drew it. It's all disjointed and broken up in ways it shouldn't be. Attack of the night. Don't know why you fight. Holy crap, I just noticed that Clash is wearing her little symbol bracers. She is. <laughs> and that'll do it, Clash. Come on in. And Eric turns to the misfits and is like, which one of you is telling her? I love how not only does he have devil horns in his hair, but also in his eyebrows. Yeah, his eyebrow game is off the freaking charts. Also, Roxy's disgust face in panel one is really great. Oh, it's so good. It speaks to something in my soul. And then we actually get to Clash being told, and in a very good move, it's just a panel for being excited, and then, oh. Clash, I'm really sorry. You suck. Poor Clash. And they're ready for the next singer, and it's Leia Dwyer. Oh, hi, Blaze. I love your hair. I'm sorry your friendship with Clash is about to be ruined. Yeah, because she she walks in and Clash has murder in her eyes. And all she says is, what the hell? Speaking of what the hell. We have Jerrica arriving on the scene with black hair and wearing a really cool looking but menacing looking bathing suit. It's incredible. All this is like hashtag my aesthetic. Let's also note that the holograms, according to these like music art styles back here, are maybe listening to their own music. Or possibly bubblegum pop. That's Barbie girl happening in the background. It's dual layers of ironic. Anyway, Jerrica's wearing these huge sunglasses as well. Shayna walks up and is like, are you okay? Absolutely fine, Shayna. They pop in like, when, when did you do that to your hair? And she just kind of pulls down her sunglasses and looks at them. But we love it, obviously. Obviously. And then Craig is like, wow, your girlfriend is one for the dramatic, huh? And Rio, actually knowing Jerrica, is like, no. She leads them into the pool house slash recording studio. As she's not saying a word, they're just all following her, wondering what's wrong with their sister, until Jerrica takes off her sunglasses, taps her earring, and says, Synergy. 
It's showtime. And her eye is all red. Synergy's waiting for them. Of course, Jerrica. And then the noise starts playing. Reaper noise. And their eyes turn black as the noise seeps its way into their ears. Ah, that's the to be continued. There's not even a letters column. This is all we get. There's no reprieve. It's just Dark Gem. (laughs) Oh, I can't believe it's finally here. I'm so excited about Dark Gem. I can't get over it. I can't get over how excited I am for all of this. This is, I believe, a six issue arc. We actually take a brief break from Dark Gem because the next issue is the Valentine's Day arc, which is um, not in the middle of all of Dark Gem. Yeah, that would be weird. Although it's still kind of weird. Thompson said that she kind of learned her lesson after the scheduling conflict that made the uh, holiday special come out out of continuity. So this is just, you know, a, a fun little aside with cutesy hearts and everybody's going on datos. Also, just like props to Kelly Thompson for actually further rectifying the uh, the mistake of there only being a Halloween special. I'm, I'm excitedly awaiting the President's Day special. Please, let's not do the storyline where the president gets kidnapped by a supervillain, please. No, please, let's do it. Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. I'm still waiting for that Transformers crossover. Make it happen. You have the power. If you guys aren't reading more than meets the eye, you know what? I can barely distinguish anything between any of these robots, and I love that comic. It's great. You start out going, I can't tell any of these characters apart, and then by issue 11, you're like, why am I crying over a gay memory stick? I think that'll about do that for us today. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at the Gem Jam just about everywhere, except for Twitter, where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you want to support the podcast, we are a Patreon-supported podcast if you have a couple dollars to spend. You can find us at patreon.com slash the gem jam. If you don't have any dollars, but you want to spread the word, iTunes reviews, ratings, and uh, SoundCloud, pretty much wherever we're at. If you want to give us a little thumbs up on there, that is actually super great for our metrics. We love you all, all the same. Until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mech. And this has been the Gem Jam, where we remind you, all work and no play makes Jack an outrageous boy.